Well, Randall's 30. What a way to start the show with. Yeah, because, I mean, you got to pay homage to our elders out here. Oh, so we're on to the old jokes. <laughs> All right, here we go. I have, I'm holding on. I got a, uh, um, over a month I before I cross over to that. So I can't even I'm going to let you, you have it because I, I'm still in my... I'm still in my twenties. You in your prime, right? Because this is yeah. your this is your good time. Yeah, I, I got a I got a few a month, a little over a month left, and I'm just I'm a hold on to it. So all the people that's crossing over, I just want to you know I just pay respect to my elders. Respect your elders. Don't try to call us out because we made it. As as my uh, it's kind of morbid, but my sister's friend used to always say, "But your day ain't promised, so you better hope that you get to be my age." Because I'm thirty. <laughs> Yes, I want to make it. I want to make it to the the age of 30. I got actually, you know, I have gray hairs coming in like crazy in the top oh, of my yeah. head. Mine it's is. like five. And I'm just like, where is this coming from? You know, I know they say it's wisdom. I keep plucking them. And I think that just makes it worse. I was going to say, yeah. Well, my mom has always told me that plugging them, plucking them makes them worse. So I was sitting in the, I was sitting there with my sister today, my sister, and my mom. And I was like laying across my bed and my sister was like, Ran, you have gray hairs all over your head. And I'm like, yo, don't point out my hair. Like, let me let me live. Let let these grays live. But I think it's my mom. So my dad didn't have a lot of gray hairs. Um, I don't even remember seeing any gray hairs on my dad my dad's head. That was like eight years ago, but I don't remember him having any gray hairs, but my mom has had gray hairs for a while, so I think that's where it's coming from. Yeah, that's might be my my mama used Clairol to cover hers up, so I never really know whether she has them. My dad's beard is full of gray. Yeah, my so mom, I don't know who who's coming from. My mom is my mom refuses to cover her gray. She's like, I'm I'm wearing I'm proud. I'm wearing my grays. I'm so happy. Everybody don't don't live to see gray hairs. And I'm like, well, I mean, you know, if you're kind of into that thing, but it's actually not that. It's not. It was bad at first, but I'm making it not that bad for me. I'm gonna say. It's see, I bad. think maybe it's because every day I've been praying for God to give me more wisdom, and I'm wondering is that like a byproduct it's of a it? Byproduct of it. That's what it is. Yeah. In so. order to be wise, you got to be gray. Uh, maybe so. I don't know because nah, it's some wise, it's some unwise, uh, gray-headed people. So I don't know. They the flunkies. They're the, <laughs> they're the failures of the gray hair group. <laughs> maybe that's the, maybe that's the case. Yeah. Well, welcome to Brunch Culture, where Brunch great hairs culture. exist. And yes. we have um, great news for anybody that doesn't know that don't follow us on social media. Make sure you follow us at Brunch Culture BC. Uh, with, uh, blah, blah, blah. You follow us on Twitter at Brunch Culture and on Instagram at Brunch underscore culture. Um, we have an updated website. We yes. got a new website with some, some, some new photos, some good photos and photo credit to Luke Mon McNeil. Yes, if y'all if you guys need some some photos and you're in the DMV area, make sure you hit up Luke Mon McNeil. Um let me find this dude's at social media. Don't judge um, him by certain things about his life that I discovered while we were shooting. <laughs> um I'm not going to say it out loud, but I know that he listens. So I'm just going to let I'm going to put that out there and he could connect the dots. Because, you know, I really, me and him came to a misunderstanding during the photo shoot. Uh, but, you know, I got mad love for Luke Mine. Shout out to my I, boy for being equal opportunity. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Yeah, you know, you know, whatever you, you know, I'm still judging you, Luke Mine. <laughs> I'm still, known him since middle school. It's still just, it's just really disheartened me when I found this out. But, you know, shout out to you. I still, you did really good on the photo. So I'm just going to let that surpass the other things that 
that bother me. So yeah. <laughs> Nah, but seriously though, look, <laughs> we appreciate it, Luke Bond. Like we definitely gotta give him props. He was actually on the show before. Um and and you know, is is always supportive. He and I actually listened to the show on our way up. We drove down to Jacksonville for Thanksgiving together. And so we listened to that week's episode and kind of just went through it and did some critiques and he gave me some like real good feedback. So it's always good when you have like solid people, solid friends in your life that are supportive of, of what you're doing and, you know, kind of, kind of help you out and on that, on that journey, nobody gets to success alone. So having good people like Luke Mon is, is a plus. And we can love any race we want to. Yeah. (laughs) Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. We can. We love you, Luke Mar. <laughs> so, in other news on this week's scroll, um, yo, I just wanted to throw this in there. Do you eat chitlins? No, I don't eat that stuff. I don't. That smells too bad for me. I don't. And it's picking test. Uh, Have I you ever tried it? I haven't tried it, but the smell to oh, me, like on. most of what you taste, is smell. Like. And so that's I just only in the you think of that's but that's in like the unfinished product stage. Yeah, like, but if it ever, yeah, I know. You gotta get I, to. Yeah, if I ever probably went to a chicken like where they you know kill a chicken and all that, if I ever saw that process, I probably could eat chicken or beef. If I went to like a slaughterhouse and saw them kill up, I probably couldn't eat you know beef anymore. So I just I know it's it's the way we connect it. My first encounter with chitlins really just turned me off. You got it. You got to be more open. Chitlins is is it. So I was listening to Code Switch. Code Switch is a po- another po- podcast that I listened to, and they had an episode where they were talking about foods from different cultures that they don't like. And you know, one of the hosts was actually just really not into chitlins. Like he was really turned off by chitlins. And I always think every time I find somebody that don't like chitlins, I'm like, yo you really haven't found a person that really knows how to cook them. And if it's a person like you that says, well, you know what? I can never get past the smell. I'm kind of like, well, you know, that's your, that's the disclaimer that kind of lets me say, okay, I guess like it's cool. But honestly, my thing is you, if you find somebody that can cook chitlins, right? Like you got to get into them. And I know some people, there's a whole other thing of like, you know, I don't like chitlins because, you know, we, we we don't have to eat them no more. We don't come from that. I was listening to Ricky Smiley, and I think that's what uh, Brad said on there. Like, you know, we ain't got to eat that. But it's like, yo, I mean, we don't got to eat it. But when the option tastes good, then eat it. Like, you don't got to, but you should want to because it's good. Yeah. Um. You know, I'll let you have that one. Shout out to Chitlins, though. I wish it's uh, Christmas time. So by the time everybody gets this episode i think it'll probably be christmas but um i wish i was having some christmas some chicken I, mean, I mean i maybe if i like was at, at a restaurant and i was with, like i went to uh i made a new friend i'm trying to do that in the next year meet new friends and she's really like outgoing and she made me try we went to dinner and she made me try calamari and i wouldn't eat it because you know i don't really try new things wait like what that. you eat calamari yeah, I don't. I didn't. Please. That was my first time trying it. What are you doing to yourself? Well, yeah, I, I didn't. You know, I'm very picky with what I eat, and then I only eat like the same thing. I'm not like really an explorer when it comes to food. Mm, you got to get better. You really got to get better. Like, it's... I mean, I just started eating collard greens. Okay, so moving on in the school, um, I I'm just going to that's. I don't it. eat dressing. I don't like it. Yeah, so we're going to um, move on. So uh, <laughs> what else we got that's going on? I feel like um, you just judge my life. So, so I, don't, I didn't judge your life, but you, you ever realize it's like when you're having a conversation with somebody and you feel like, or you're maybe you like debating with somebody and you realize, you know what, they don't have enough experience in order for me to engage them <laughs> equally on this topic. I can't do this with you. I love food. You just, just got to collard green. Like, how do you no, just... No, I've like, had them, but I just, like... But you just started liking them, though. I don't... Yeah, I just started liking collard greens. I just started liking yams, too. Like, 
I like started liking collard greens and yams around the same time. What do you eat? So like on Thanksgiving, I used to just eat the macaroni. The macaroni and cheese. That's like I love macaroni and cheese and like the meats and the rice. Yikes! And if they had stream green beans, I would eat those. But I wasn't really a fan of like yams and. So for everybody has an assignment. Everybody, all of our listeners have an assignment to. Um, send Lisa some food options for her to taste in this new year of her actually experiencing life and living. I'm so sorry that it took you <laughs> to be on the cusp of 30 before you start actually trying to live life. But welcome. Um, and I mean, I eat like you. Know, you ever noticed that when you like, I just started eating chicken and waffles. Just tried it because I didn't think it went together. Just tried chicken and waffles. Wait, so during that time when we went and had them, and you were saying like you had just had, was that your first time when you went with your you went? No, that? no, I've had I've had it like just this year, like in the last six months, I've started eating oh chicken and waffles. Gosh. Well, you're I talking to somebody that's a big. Of a, you're talking to somebody that's a bit of a foodie. Like I, I love food, and since you I moved like to waffles. DC, you said what? I didn't like waffles before now because my extent I remember that my mom used to buy those frozen Lego my ego waffles when I was a little kid and I didn't like them and then after that I just never wanted to try waffles yeah you gotta your experiences are that experience with food and then don't like it yeah no you gotta get like the good experiences and like so I, I understand how that is but you gotta say you know what maybe and ask somebody else yo is this a good representation of what this food tastes like and you got to get people that are foodies people that actually will go out and try some food or just try different restaurants because even if you're a person that don't that doesn't explore like exotic foods you probably are a person you can also be a person though that will go to different types of restaurants and so you might have the same dish but just made by a different person and it'll taste completely different it has different seasonings like yeah you can yeah, do stuff I mean, like that. I guess, or you could just go to Chipotle. Yeah, no. So we're not going to do <laughs> Chipotle. Um, but as we move on, so did you see the video of of the Trump supporter? Um, the guy I, I can say of the Trump supporter. So do you remember the guy from the Trump rally? It was like a group of uh, black protesters. They were walking out, and some some guy, some old guy, just comes up and just like punches the guy in the face one of the protesters in the face do you remember that yeah i remember whole... that video okay yeah. so well apparently the guy i'm gonna try to pull it up i think i may have saved the article but apparently um the guy that punched the protester was sentenced to something like maybe it's like nine months a year something like that uh to of unsupervised probate probation that was his his penalty for punching a dude in the face. And so there's this video that's going around of him saying, him telling the protester that we both got just heated and caught up into the heat of this polarized election and we need to heal our country. And everybody was saying, oh, this is such a nice video. And they both realized they're wrong. And, you know, they both are taking responsibility for their actions. And based on the video that I saw, based on the information that I have, that the assault was only one way. So they're kind of being a production of this video that says we both have to take responsibility for this is crazy to me. It doesn't make sense. It's completely unfair. It's really BS because it's like, yo, I, you threw the punch, not me. Like if this were the other way around or this was mutual, if you know, I punch you and then, or we punched each other at the same time, I can completely understand it. But you punching me and then us having this kumbaya moment of which I have to take responsibility for your actions. I'm not with Yeah, that's so bizarre to me. When you, you know what stuck out to me when you said it? It's unsupervised probation. Yeah, yeah. That's what, that was <laughs> a, honestly, I mean, just getting, oh, you're going to get probation in general, that kind of being the thing, but unsupervised, unsupervised probation. I'm like, well, what does that even mean? What? I've never heard of that. Yeah, but, but, yeah, what's happening is that like a i guess that means you have to check in and say oh i did my probation this week and that's it yeah it's it's ridiculous i you know what's crazy about it i know that if it was the other way around the outcome would be completely different yeah 
And I don't care how much he snotted and cried in there. Talking about we need the kumbaya. They would have kumbaya his butt right in the jail. Yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> it would have been no question about it. It would have been no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think that's what frustrates me. I'm, I'm really... I'm for the reconciliation. I'm for people um, getting to a place where you can act, you know, you can live and you, you apologize for what you're doing and you're going, you're getting, we're like existing and you're seeing the errors of your ways and the wrongs. But what I really have a problem with is when somebody does something wrong and there has to be like this mutual bearing of the weight of what you did. Like, I don't, that's just, that's not, that's not right. It's not fair. And, you know, I've heard I've I had a I mentioned that to a friend and was like, ah, I mean, sometimes you just kind of got to accept that it is what it is. And it's like, no, you don't have to accept that it is what it is. Like, I'm I'm tired of that. Like, I'm tired of there being a if, if something is wrong, it's just wrong and it's wrong for you. Like, you can disagree with somebody protesting or you can disagree with things getting politically heated. But Honestly, if you were the person that took it to the point of violence, I I shouldn't have to bear responsibility for that. I didn't do nothing wrong. Like the fact that I protested, how was that just enough to justify you putting your hands on me? That don't make sense. Yeah. Well, shout out to uh Trump supporters who keep just just keep winning. <laughs> That's I guess. We, I guess we want to give them shout outs. Uh, Drain in the swamp by filling it up. Exactly. With the same <laughs> trash that was, you know, that they They say we're gonna cut out the middleman. We used to uh we used to just pay the uh uh politicians. Now we cut out the middleman. <laughs> we just, we'll just do it ourselves, we, right? Uh-huh. We don't gotta pay nobody no more. Right. We in control. <laughs> Speaking of further bull, uh, State Farm apparently earlier today tweeted out a, it was I think it was like a, a stock photo of people getting engaged for the holidays or something like that, and there was a, it was a, a black guy proposing to like a white woman, and Twitter of course, Twitter racists start to go off, and people are saying like, somebody posted an image of a lady that has like a black eye, and it said in four years. Um, there's another another one that says I know a lot of white women who have children that who have children by black guys and they ne- they'll never marry they'll never marry the guy or the guy will never marry them or some junk like that. Mm-hmm. It's just more more trash, really more <laughs> trash. This you know sometimes it's 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 the holidays. I don't I feel like we shouldn't be seeing this. I feel like this time is supposed to be super good and happy and everybody should see that and be like congratulations on getting married not like oh well they're not your kids if this is real i'm not supporting state farm or if this is real she's not her, their kids are not gonna have a dad like are you what what is what does this mean and you know what's crazy like we have a country that's pushing for you know racial reconciliation and you know saying we need to do this but we can't i i have one of my favorite books is jay dotis roberts uh he has a book liberation and reconciliation and he talks about the fact that there can't be reconciliation if the if people don't see the other person as an equal so we can't have this kind of idea when when there's so many uh white americans who don't see black people as a person they still see them as three-fifths so i can't i can never be reconciled with a person that doesn't see me as an equal and so it's just crazy and stuff like this shows why we can't why there's such a barrier to the reconciliation yeah i I, we i really think that maybe we should consider that maybe we should consider finding well never mind i just lied (laughs) we're not gonna do that that's not going to be productive. I was going to say, but perhaps we should consider finding somebody that is like uh, a part of one of these, you know, nationalist groups and trying to engage with them. But then I just had a, then I had like a flashback of the whole Tommy Loren thing, and I was just like, you know what? And Roland Martin when he yeah, had that that's not productive. It's not going to get anywhere. Um, yeah, so let's just move on. Let's not use our platform for that because it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I'm good. 
<laughs> well, y'all let us know what y'all think about uh, what we talked about today on the scroll. And aren't we changing the name to something cooler? We are. Sure. Yeah. Orange juice and mimosas. Oh, nice. There we go. <laughs> cool. You forgot already? Kind of. <laughs> Slightly. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Um... <laughs> This week on Orange Juice and Mimosas. <laughs> it's it's to give y'all guys a clue why it's that way. I I don't drink. I've I've tasted alcohol before, but I don't drink. Uh, I just don't like the way it tastes. I'm not judging. It's not it's not anything deep. I just don't like the way it tastes, and so I don't drink alcohol. And so every when all when we always go out to brunch, if all of my friends order a mimosa, and I'm the only person on ordering orange juice and so we thought it'd be cool with the whole brunch thing to say orange juice and mimosas because it's kind of plays on the fact that yeah so y'all got it i hope y'all think it's cool it's a tab on the website that says orange juice and mimosas it's supposed to be the scroll just in case you're confused <laughs> randall's like clearly uh, i didn't i just i was just i just got off the website and i saw that and did it just went right over my head. I knew it though. I knew it. I just didn't know it in this moment. That's the thing. I knew it. I absolutely did. Just not in this moment. And that's cool. So y'all tell us what y'all think about orange juice and mimosas. Uh we'll be right back with our main dish. Our main dish. Cool. <laughs> and I'm just so hyped because Randall told me that somebody complimented me and said I was energetic on the last episode and I've never got that uh, compliment before in my life so thank you whoever said that it really made me smile on the inside I feel like I'm growing uh, but today for our main dish we want to talk about EQ or EI so in the article we're talking about it says EI which is emotional intelligence but generally speaking it's EQ emotional quotient. I sent this to Randall um, a couple weeks ago because I was like looking and I saw this article and I was like, oh, this is great because, you know, I know in my life, I've just watched my EQ grow tremendously over these last few years, especially in my later 20s. You know, we always think about, oh, I want to be smart. You know, you got to have a high IQ. But there's been certain times where you're like, man, I'm really, I'm smarter than the actions or the emotional reactions that I'm having right now in this space. Mm. And so our EQ is kind of, kind of develops over time. It kind of, it, it kind of harnesses, like it's kind of when we focus on our integrity piece, taking personal responsibility, um, not blame shifting, not letting things get to us. Mm -hmm. And I just think about like, man, especially in my twenties, how far I've, I've grown in this area how far like things that used to get to me don't get to me anymore i think the the biggest thing i learned this year in relationship to this is kind of like you know i don't have to get frustrated at actions of people like i used to do like certain stuff doesn't bother me and it's like wow you see that eq increasing because you just realize things about people you realize things about yourself and you kind of start giving people a break and then you just start thinking hey man that's you if that's how you want to live your life you do, do you um <laughs> and you kind of just be okay you become okay with yourself and you become more okay with who you are as a person like this is what i accept this is what i don't accept this is what i think is right um and that's who i am and so it's kind of like as I'm thinking through it, it's like the more content you get with yourself, the more your EQ should go up. Right. Because when you're trying to please people, you your EQ kind of seems to go down. Absolutely. I'm, I've moments when I've not been, when I'm not been secure in myself, that I have a low EQ. What do you think? Absolutely. So I think that's kind of one of the, as I was reading the article, kind of the, the, general idea that I got from it was this is actually something that is natural well should be natural if you're a person that is self-reflective if you're if you're a person that is kind of uh listening to what other people are saying and open to growing as a person in general here's a 
this is something that should be natural for you. A lot of the things that I, I it was it talked about as I was reading it, I realized, oh, I've learned this. I didn't put a necessary, I didn't put a name on it specifically in terms of like the broad idea of what it is, like your 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 EI or your EQ. I didn't necessarily, you know, label it as that, but things like being self-aware, uh, being a self-reflective self-reflective person, uh, having empathy for other people, developing good social skills those things are things that i've gotten over time so i think for hopefully and we'll say this for most people this is something that you're getting but for people that don't have it and honestly if you've never heard of it i think it's something that's beneficial for you to look into and more so from the standpoint of the article talks about companies starting to hire people based on their eq which to me initially seemed like it seems like a great idea from a company perspective but seems kind of weird to think about somebody somebody's hiring me based on how emotionally inept I am in a job that's uh, sales. They, 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 the example they gave was somebody that was a salesperson. And I'm thinking, I guess when I think about it, I can see how your emotions play into it. But I mean, honestly, you just need to have the ability to, to talk to people and to convince people and then you got it. But they talked about hiring people with higher EQs and that boosting their sales. I think it was like something like $91,000 or something like that. And to me, I'm like, yo, this honestly, it, it's a good thing. It's something that people need to be aware of and something that people need to start working on. And we've, I think being a, if you're not someone that's self-reflective, you may not understand how important it is to be that that person. And even if you are self-reflective, but if you're self-reflective and you're only hearing what you have to say about you, we've talked, I know we've definitely talked about this before, but how that cannot get you to where you need to be. You're not getting enough feedback. And so you're probably not really growing. You're like self-reflective, but it's like, you know, you reading the same problem with you writing uh an essay and you reading your essay yourself i mean you know what it's supposed to say so you probably aren't going to catch all the other things that somebody else will do so i think this is really that's what it's talking about it and, and it's really important for us to get um and that's why you know we i think i thought it was a dope idea that we we brought it up here and we talked about it here um one you thing, know that um uh, when you're talking about jobs hiring, I had brunch with um, a couple friends of mine, and it was a he was uh, one of my friends that started in the church, and he was talking to another one of my friends who ha who's had a church for like five years, and he was like he's redoing his whole church leadership based on EQ, because he said he put people in positions based on IQ for different positions like leadership positions and like paid positions mm -hmm. and because he thought like this person is smart this person is like got this degree and surely they can handle this but they didn't have the emotional emotional ability to deal and lead people right. and so he was like I'm flipping it like I, yeah. you know it matters that you're smart but can you like deal with people like can you like carefully deal with people and not like be offended easily are you you know able to handle people over long term you know are you empathetic you know all of those things and it's like you know as you're speaking of hiring I immediately thought of that because it's kind of like you know that's that's what's going to be important when you got to deal with people it's, in, it's so it's so funny that this plays into your emotions play into every aspect of your life and I think when we think about it in any way you think about it, your emotions are something that you carry with you all the time how many times have you had an issue with one person or in one aspect of your life maybe your personal life and when you get to work you can't stop thinking about it or when you're trying to do something else you can't stop thinking about it it, it, your emotions are with you they're tied to you you're going to carry them everywhere so it, it completely makes sense that someone especially in a professional environment wants to be invested in how you are emotionally that's why we have all of these if you work in uh corporate america you work from someone there so for someone that most a lot of big companies or organizations have you know employee um employee pro programs uh incentive programs that help boost the morale or you know they give you things like paid time off when you get bit additional benefits and counseling services and things like that you get those things because people 
want to make sure that emotionally you're well. And so it makes sense for someone to talk about your emotional intelligence. What I do, what I do want to talk about though, is just kind of how, what, what that looks like for a person that may not be there or even someone like myself that I read through certain parts of this article and I thought, you know, I got that. I'm good. I'm I'm good here and I'm good there. But then I paused and I said, wait a minute, you know, this is a everything. I believe everything in life is a journey. And so on this journey, you know, there's if a journey, you can arrive at some place. But once you arrive somewhere, there's somewhere else for you to go. And even if that's somewhere else for you to go, it's kind of to give something to someone else so as i was i end up there's a quiz that's associated with it and we can actually put out the the link but i took the quiz and one of the things was the the quiz said hey you seem you know you have a good emotion you seem emotionally intelligent you have a good emotional intelligence but one thing you want to be mindful of is when you're kind of being that person emotionally intelligent that oftentimes requires you pulling a lot out of yourself so then you need to put some more things in yourself. So they give like additional tips of things you need to do. And so I'm reading through the tips and I'm like, whoa, wait, I didn't think about this. I didn't think about this at this new level. And so I think it's imp- I think one it's important for us to to realize even when you get to a place, just kind of talk about how you got there. And honestly, for anybody that may not know about this or may not really understand how they are you know, in social settings or how, how empathetic they can be, if they struggle to be empathetic with people, um, how to get there. And so I just kind of want to talk about from just take one of these things of being self-aware, um, which is kind of the very first thing that it talks about and talks about a time where I wasn't as self-aware. Um, self-awareness is something that I, I've kind of always had just because of how I was raised, but I think that there was when I look at me now and I look at myself 10 years ago, completely not self-aware, right? Like it was, <laughs> it was definitely I, I could be self-aware when it came to like, you know, my siblings or little kids. But I wasn't really self-aware when it came to uh, engaging with people that I feel like were on my level or should necessarily know what I know, if you will. And so my what not being self-aware looked like for me was you know I would kind of make these comments and I used to call people stupid all the time um yeah that's really oh you dumb oh you stupid oh you just don't know nothing I was that person right and so for for the most part I was you know a bit of an asshole like I didn't I just didn't know I wasn't trying to be I just never thought to myself like what am I how how am I treating people? I want to treat people right, but am I really aware of what I'm saying or what I'm doing? Um, and for it was it wasn't something that I thought I needed to do, right? Like I think when you're not self aware, when you don't have something, you don't necessarily know that you don't need, you need it. You just mm-hmm. kind of feel like you got it all together. Um, but it actually took me to have to go through a really really rough time, a really really rough patch and have someone say to me, I remember feeling like I didn't have friends. And in hindsight, I had people that were friends, but I didn't necessarily get it. I didn't really understand um, how they were friends or what their friendship looked like because I had this very rigid thought and idea of what I wanted. And if what I got wasn't that, then it wasn't there. But I had a person, what I had a person say to me was like, you know, you don't have friends because you aren't friendly enough. You're very closed off to people. You don't really want to open up. You kind of want to give a little, but you don't want to give what's required to be a friend. And that actually made me kind of stop and check myself, like check myself and start thinking about that. And initially, when I remember the person said it to me, I cursed them out. Um, just because I was like, you know, you don't know me and you can't tell me what to do. And yada, yada, yada. Like, I'm just going off because, again, I'm very not self-aware, but I thought I was super aware um but then i and taking taking that time i realized honestly what you're saying is right like i don't i want the friendship or i want somebody to be friends or i have you know these friends but how much do these friends really know about my real life how many times am i actually inviting you 
to be a part of my life, to be on this journey. And so it took that me having to go through that patch for me to realize, you know what, I got to be a little more open to hearing what other people have to say. And I got to be self-aware. I got to analyze myself through outside of the Randall's lens. Like I got to take these glasses of how I perceive myself and see actually who, who am I really? Like, what are people saying about me? Like what, what's the, what are the fruits that are coming out of this person that I think I am? And so being able to do that, like it honestly pushed me into this place to start being more self-aware, which equated to me having more of a, like a higher emotional intelligence for sure. Because now when somebody says something, my response is not to curse you out. Now when people say, say things or I'm wondering why something's there, I'm thinking, okay, so what am I doing to add to this end result that I don't like? If this is the end result and, or th this is the result I want, this is the result I got what am I doing that's pushing me to that? And then start talking about talking about it to people and I can get that. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, this makes sense. I got it. And I mean, for me, it was, it's empathy. You know, um, I didn't really get a lot of people's perspective and I still, you know, don't understand a lot of different people's perspective, but that doesn't mean that I can't empathize. You yeah. know, yeah. I may not be able to sympathize with you, but... I should be able to empathize with you. And so I think that's something that has grown and I'm still growing in that area, but I think it's, you know, one of the things that was a hindrance for me is I was very narrow in who I would engage in conversation with, mm -hmm. or, or, or I had this presupposition about a person. So I wouldn't engage them in conversation. And so Brian Loritz has this quote that I love. It says, um, proximity breeds empathy. So if I'm not around someone, I can't really be empathetic because I've kind of developed the caricature based on who I think they are. And uh, the distance allows me to uphold that caricature. But when I get close to them and have interaction and conversation, it kind of breaks down that caricature. And then I'm able to engage and, and I might not be able to, understand completely your perspective but I can empathize with it and so I think me trying to engage people that are different and think differently and say oh wow that makes sense like I never thought about it that way and it kind of challenges you helps has helped tremendously in me trying to grow and I'm not where I want to be but I am better than I used to be Right. And that's the key, honestly. I again in saying this is a journey. And I don't want to like kind of, you know, bring it down to me like, oh, it's a journey. It's so you know, it's so deep and you gotta go through this. When I say like things are a journey, I say that in 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 from the position of saying like sometimes you are going to have some really good days where you're really doing good at this, and some days you're not, and some days you're not gonna even think about it. And so you know, we're always getting better. And even like I said, me reading this article and thinking about my own emotional intelligence, like a lot of these things I have, but then I <clears throat> paused for a second was like, yo, there's probably something else that I can get. Cause somebody has had a different experience or thought about it from a different way that I need to pull into this. And I'm like, wait, you know, this actually makes a lot more sense. Or here is a new area that I need to, that I need to think about this on. Um, so I'm hosting my family uh, for Christmas and I was really excited that they were coming but then as it kind of got close closer i started thinking like i'm used to being in my own space you know being able to do what i want when i want how i want it well for the next five days i was like yo i'm not gonna be able to do that like i have five other people that are here that i gotta you know be mindful of they're not going to clean up as soon as they get done using a dish, they're probably going to leave this here. They're going to do this. And so I got to start like I, I got to think about what how I'm going to respond to that, or how I want to respond to that. And I got to talk about that and I got to acknowledge that. And I got to realize, that you know what? This is happening because they're being them. It's not that they're horrible. It's not that they're wrong or, you know, they're annoying. I don't think any of that stuff. It's It's more so of just that's just the way that they are used to dealing with some things i'm quite sure if i'm in their space i'm gonna do something that's a little weird that's like 
yo, why do you do that? <laughs> that's not mm-hmm. the way it's done in my house. That's not the cultural, that's not the culture in, in my home. And so I had to, you know, I got had to check myself um, and realize, hey, I kind of got to approach this thing completely different. I got to be less of trying to be the way, hang on to like, this is how I do things and this is what I want and this is what it's supposed to be and be more like, wait, check this, like, Here's how things are probably going to flow because there's so many people in this space and mm-hmm. I'm not used to having all these people in this space, not to live. I'm used to having people in this space where, you know, you can come and go. You're here for like a few hours and then you're going home. I'm not used to having people in this space that are dependent on uh, my bathroom or <laughs> using my dishes or, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not used to you having to, it's funny. So my mom, my mom came in. I can give this example. It's, it's not incriminating to anybody. So my mom was like, you need to buy some more water. You, you don't have, you don't have enough water. And I'm thinking, I just went in my pantry and I have a lot of water. Like I went there Thursday and I had a lot of water in there and so I go and I'm like wait how was this I had way more water than this I have water on two different shelves and then it clicked you don't have water because you've had people here for a day you drink a lot of water they all drink a lot of water too that's why the water's gone so my mom is telling me I need to get some more water because we ain't got no water and I'm thinking like lady I had water but it's like no I actually had water before you got here I got (laughs) enough water you don't got water but you know I can't actually say that so I'm thinking like wait okay come let's reel it in let's realize what I want to say let's realize why I want to say it let's realize where it is and it's like you know what ma you're right I don't have water I'm actually going to go to the store and now I'm going to get two cases of water so now i got 80 bottles of water i think we should be good for the next four days like we should should have what we need got everything you need now absolutely (laughs) that's funny because i could imagine you like going like where's all my water yeah (laughs) i literally i walked into the pantry and i'm like what is she talking about there's a lot of water here and i looked and i'm like my initial thought was where did my water go i know then i was like I had more water for y'all got here, but I, you know, I'm hosting. I can't say that. So I'm like, you know what? You're right. I don't have enough water. Let me go get the water. Now, you know, the, the part of me that is still connected to my less emotionally intelligent person self says, look, I got all the water I need. Y'all should have brought some water. Like Y'all should have it again. But it's like, you know what? No, you're hosting. You're right. I don't have enough water for everybody that's in this house. Let's go get some water. You know what I still got to work on, though? Social skills. And that's because I don't really like talking to people I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I've been really trying to work on that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm trying to, like, when I go in the store or when I go... You know, like you go in Chipotle or something like that and actually ask people how their day is. Mm-hmm. How's your day going? Oh, okay, that's nice. And like it changes, like it got me some extra chicken at Chipotle. Yeah. One day. Um, people just, they're not, it's like they're shocked that you spoke to them and asked them how their day was. And I was like, wow, this is our culture. We don't ask people how their day was because I sure don't. No. But I'm growing and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm trying to make that like a part of even when I'm like at the grocery store or at a fast food spot or just interacting with people. Oh, how was your day? You know, like just that simple, like taking interest in the other person really helps you grow in your uh, your EQ. Absolutely. I it, That's another thing that I've I've kind of always been that person. I think maybe I talk too much Um yeah, I talk a lot. So it's kind of been natural for, to me, but I am, I do see how people respond differently and how people are kind of super excited when you do that. Like, oh, wait, um, you're talking to me, you're engaging to me. And, and it's like, oh, that's what, doesn't everybody do this? Like, shouldn't this be the world? Um, and I think sometimes we are, fr- I, I really believe oftentimes we're afraid of each other. It's not necessarily that people don't know how to do it, but I think you start to think, maybe a person will think, well, why am I going to talk to you? I don't know you, so what do we have to talk about? And the other person is probably thinking the same way, but you kind of realize, I was in Bed Bath & Beyond the other day, and I sat there with this lady, I 
gosh, I probably shouldn't say this because I know somebody listening to the show that's going to have something smart to say. But anyway, I'm I'm going to throw myself under the bus anyway. I ended up standing there having a 20-minute conversation with this lady at the checkout line. Now, in all fairness, I was going to be leaving. Like, I literally was... I, I, I made my statement, and I was good, you know. But she kept, like, asking me questions, so we're, we're sitting there talking, and then, before you know it, literally ended up being, like, a 20-minute conversation. Um, and that just came out of, yo, just just kind of us talking but she was like it's so refreshing to talk to to talk to a young person that has their head on their shoulder and it's like oh you know thank you like this is it's cool it's really yeah but i'm like we were talking about christmas and family and buying christmas gifts and uh uh hosting and cooking stuff and she asked me like what was going to be on the menu what was i cooking for christmas and she's like oh my gosh you can cook all of that that's so cool and oh are you excited and 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 have you tried this and do you know how to bake a pie and she's like oh you make sweet potato pies um do you live in the area and i was like yeah she was like oh you know if you don't mind if you make one you can actually just come by and i'll actually pay if you pay you for it and i was like whoa but this, this literally <laughs> all came out of me just saying, like, hey, you know, how's your how's your your uh, Tuesday going? And that this is where the conversation led. Yeah, I do. You know why I don't speak to people? Because I don't want people to speak to me, and that's just selfish. Because um, <laughs> I just like when I go in places, I literally try to get in and get out. It's so bad, I'm gonna incriminate myself. Sometimes I'll see people I know and walk the other way. It's because okay, yeah, I, I just don't want to start conversations with them. And I'm just like, oh, I really, I want to get in and get out. Sometimes that's honestly not bad. I've done that before. I've <laughs> done that a number of times. You see people, you know, places. you just like, okay, don't recognize me. Don't see me. Yeah, I've I've literally walked into somewhere and knew, like, saw that somebody that was either working there that I knew or saw somebody like walking around and I'll be like, look, let's exit the store and I'll just come back in like an hour just because I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually when I think the conversation is going to be awkward with a person. That That's when I'm like, ah, I don't even do it because it's going to be awkward. I just don't feel like talking. It's selfish. It's so selfish. I want to be a better person in 2017. That's what we're that's what we're working on. We're working to be better. <laughs> we're working to make sure that we are mindful of our emotional intelligence and to also make sure that we are helping other people. So the one thing I will say again about this article though is while I think it's good for you to know, I also think it's important for your circle to know. So <laughs> it is yeah, it's beneficial to everybody that you talk to. If they're aware of it, and even if... Because I know I know a lot of people that be like, I don't think about that stuff. That's too much. I, just, I think it's important for people... People, you don't know what you don't know, right? So you don't know that you should be aware of this or that how this can benefit you if nobody's ever told you about it. So I advise everybody to take this article and take the quiz, figure out where you are, and be honest with the quiz, because I kind of think if you're just an intelligent person, you can kind of think of maybe what your answer should be in order for you to be perceived a certain way, um, which is the same with a lot of personality tests or personality type tests. But I, I say take this honestly, see where you are, but honestly share this with at least five people that you talk to and just talk to them about with like what they think about it where they are and there's another there's one thing to to understand it to understand something so you can understand what being self-aware is there's another thing to actually practice it um yes there's another there's one thing to say that i know one of the questions asks about goal settings like long-term goals it says like um i think it asks a question you know do you actually do you write down long-term goals and do you regularly check yourself up to check check in with yourself to make sure that you're achieving them honestly as a person that has been successful one would think that that's something that i do all the time i really don't like i had to be honest with myself and say that's something i want to do but it's not something i do like i have goals i can achieve those goals but am i freak am i looking sitting down and like writing these down and saying hey where am I on this? Where's my progress on this? I'm not doing it. I just have in my mind, okay, well, that's something I want to do. I'm going to do it. 
And yo, how much how much more efficient and effective can I be if I actually wrote that thing down and said, okay, I'm gonna put myself on a timeline and I'm gonna check in in three months and see what I did. I don't realistically, I don't do it. I don't ever think that I have enough time to do that. So I had to be honest. Like, I don't do it either, so don't feel bad. Yes, yeah, and that's what it's one the thing taking the quizzes. Like, yo, that's something that I know that I I know I know about it. I know that's a good thing to do. I know other people that that have told me that they do it. I know how it is. But if you've been successful without doing it, then it's kind of easy not to do it. But honestly, there's I I can want to be a person, but this is my real actions. When's when have I ever sat down and actually did that? I haven't. So I gotta answer that honestly. All of that to say, if you share this and you do that with people, you're gonna not only improve, you know your friends and their lives but honestly i think you're going to improve your relationships with them because then you don't have to worry about these annoying people that don't that always seem to find themselves in these like crazy jacked up situations and it's like you know which one we didn't talk about that much though what self-regulation oh (laughs) self-regulation which is a big one i think that's one of the biggest ones at all i think we can go on that part man get your mind right (laughs) because right. <laughs> i mean that is a, a maturity thing to be able to calm yourself down yeah like to be able to say okay like bring it down like does your response match what happened like Absolutely. you just went zero to a hundred or what else is fueling this because i think that's like you know for me if you if i have a bad day something small can maybe make you go like from zero to a hundred and you're like okay does this really merit this response or am i just in my feelings right you know so you know if you're able to self-regulate you know how to get out your feelings you don't have to have people tell you you can kind of get out your own feelings yeah i mean that's actually another gem that i've learned really learning how to control those thoughts too i remember thinking i remember thinking like i need to someone saying you need to learn how to control your emotions and stop just like popping off and I was thinking, like, you know, I can't control my emotions. I can't help how I feel. And now I think that type of statement is one of the most ignorant statements in the world. Because it's like, you can't help how you feel, but you surely can help how you respond to it. And if you are mad, be mad. It's cool. What does mad look like? You can control what mad looks like. Mad don't need to look like you cussing somebody out. Mad don't need to look like you putting laying hands on somebody. Mad don't need to look like you burning something. Like that's that's stupid. Like what, mad don't have to be a social media rant. That's a yes. Mad does not have to be on your social media. I think you know you you really mad can be like I picked up the phone and I called this person that is going to listen to me vent and they're my go-to person or my go-to people and mad looks like me saying everything that i probably wanted to say to them just to get it out to talk about it to rationalize it and to move forward that way i'm not burning no bridges i ain't having no added stress to my life or anybody else that don't need to be there for me self-regulation looks like less passive aggressiveness and more head-on conversations that are courageous yeah. To say let's not be let's not take these emotions and be passive aggressive. Let's take these emotions and have a intelligent conversation with the person and get some resolve by talking to them. Absolutely. Uh, Cuz talking so. just you know just diplomacy just works. It really does. I love diplomacy. Unless you're talking to Donald Trump, then it might not. But I set myself up for that one. I didn't realize. <laughs> I just really try not to hear from this guy a lot <laughs> but anyway we're gonna put the uh we're gonna put the article out um send the leak out and you guys definitely uh take it and let us know what you think about it let us know what you think about you know emotional intelligence honestly is this is this your first time hearing it if it is your first time hearing it don't be ashamed it actually was my first time hearing it coined in that way your emotional intelligence or even your eq so hit us up use the hashtag chat bc or hit us up on twitter at brunch culture or instagram at brunch underscore culture again check out our website and leave us comments send us an email our website is www.brunchculturebc.com and it looks amazing shout outs to our web designer and regulator miss lisa v for taking (laughs) care of that and y'all let us know what you think and we'll be back for our toaster roast all right we'll be back 
All right, and we are back, and it's time for the toast to roast portion of our show. And I'm going to kick it off this week. I have a roast, and I really, really could go in and want to go in, but I'm going to try to make this a little light, light. Um, So I have a problem, and I'm dealing with a problem, and I try to... I, I try to... In this problem, I'm trying to be mindful of making sure that I'm like distributing my allocating my my frustrations in the right place right because there's a multitude of things to be frustrated by and I want to make sure that I'm being frustrated about the right thing in the right pocket right so Mm -hmm. we're just going to talk about this idea of uh, jacking ideas (laughs) and we're going to talk about that and the frustration with that because you know I think in the creative space it's easy to be influenced by something that you see or something that you hear and not even recognize it. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we, as a creative person, no matter in what, what way that you're creative, whether it's, it's writing, it's music, you know, it's art. Um, it is, uh, creating businesses or whatever, as a person that creates, you know, you, you you find inspiration from a lot of different places. So it's easy to kind of run into, someone that you'll be like, you know what? This kind of looks like what I was doing, or this kind of looks like what that person's doing. I can kind of see the similarities. Maybe one inspired the other, but with that inspiration, if you want to call it quote unquote, it's really important. If you're, if when you're inspired, it's really (laughs) important to make sure that you acknowledge the inspiration I'll say that, right? And so <laughs> in if you if if you find yourself in your creative and this is maybe this is going to be less of a roast and more of a, of me trying to just just uh, admonition something. Yeah, let's if you're going to be inspired by something or you realize you're inspired by something and maybe that inspiration derived from something that you've seen or heard, um make sure that you pay homage to it, right? Um, I say this, I've, I've said this before, when I hear people talk about, you know, somebody biting somebody's style, maybe we can use the inspiration thing, but you honestly just got to respect where it comes from. You got to pay homage to that person. You have to give them their just due. And even if it's just for that person being connected to your life. So if I, I use this example, I have a, I have a friend that has a business, this business, this person from this person being my friend, I learned a lot about this, this field, this, this, this market, how to use these things to enhance and enrich my life. If I were to able, if I were to ever go into this field, the first thing that I would do is call this person and say, Hey, I just want to let you know that here's what I'm doing. Thank you so much for the inspiration. And I, you know, we're technically probably about to be competition, but I just wanted to let you know, thank you for for what we're doing and in me telling my story and talking about it i'm probably going to acknowledge the fact that it came from my friend right or at least my friend introduced me to it and i found a love for it and it was great i'm not going to start like something and just be like oh this is an all new original idea and i've never like supported what my friend does or i never give them a kudos or pat them on the back or say yo honestly what you're doing is really dope and that's inspiring to me i'm not going to do that because it seems like I'm stealing, right? It seems like, well, how, did, when did your desire for this start? When did you come here? So ultimately, I think it's really important to anybody that is a creative, even if you're not a creative person, and if you're somebody that's just like, I don't know, maybe you like pizza. I mean, you started eating pizza, and you only found out about pizza from you know, the homeless person that was sitting on the side of the road that asked you for a pizza. If that's where it came from, like, be like, you know what? I didn't know what pizza was until I, this homeless person introduced me to it. And I appreciate that, that homeless person for introducing me to pizza because I would have never knew what it was. Like, let's not jack people's ideas and then come up and come out as if they're original and act like, oh, you know, I got, I'm the person that did this and I'm so grand and I'm so great because I was just, you know, acting like what 
the, my inspiration was doing was nothing and it meant nothing and it really wasn't nothing. But then when my inspiration, my inspiration that I won't call my inspiration start popping. Now I'm trying to get on for where they at. Like, let's just not do that. That's lame. You're lame and you will always be lame. If you do that, just don't do it. That's my worst. Yeah, it's, it's common out there in these streets. You know, folks uh- is just out here doing it. But I think it, it lends... Well, I won't say that, but... Um, I'm going to go on... <laughs> before this comes a whole other main dish, I'm going to go to my toast. And this today, I want to toast just the people who have really been helping me. I think I, I stand on the shoulders of great people. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not any further because I'm better. I'm further. I might be standing a little taller only because they've set and laid a foundation for me. So whether that's my professors, my parents, um, mentors I've had in the past, even, um, you know, my friends, you know what I'm saying? Everybody has had a influence in developing and the things I've accomplished in this year and just in my life. There's, there's, I'm not an island. I don't stand alone. And so what are the thing? Who I am is because of the great people that are around me. So shout out to them. That goes. That goes back to you know you not um, jacking folks' ideas, right? Because you have yeah. somebody laid a good foundation for you to stand on. That's the beautiful thing about being inspired, right? People loving on you and and, and giving you stuff. They inspired you to be who you are today. And so you paying homage to them, it's just really important. Kudos to you for doing that. I'm sorry for kind of jacking your your toast for my roast again, but I just feel like you drove home another point. Like, hey, in the process of me actually not stealing what you're doing, I'm acknowledging that you gave me a foundation, even if it was just the inspiration to be here. Thank you so much for what you're doing. Kudos to what you're doing. Now, I might have a different way of doing it, right? I might Mm -hmm. have, I'm going to do it, you know, my way and put my little stank on it. That's cool. But I can't come out without never acknowledging what you're doing or even trying to diminish what you're doing and say that it's not worthy or it's not good. And then I come out and try to do what you're doing and won't like you know, respect for it. No, folks, it yeah. just don't work like that. But I think that's when people have, you know, we talked about people who have a secret like competition with people they're around or friends or whatever. Um, so they're in competition and so they'll never give you kudos for what you do, but they'll secretly want to be you. And so because of that, they'll try to do things apart from you that resembles what you have will never acknowledge it because they're too prideful to admit that they were inspired, but they really peep your, you know, they really kind of are, you know, want to be, I don't know. Either way, they're lame and that's lame. And I don't think that it's something that if you're a person that is trying to have high EQ, let's just bring it back to it's there. Let's <laughs> just, a full you know, circle, huh? Yeah, let's just bring it full circle. If you're trying to be a person that is, you know, honestly, really though, if you're trying to be, a person that is that has a high level of 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 EI EQ and honestly just just a solid real person it's and okay integrity. yeah integrity like it's okay like you know it's it really is okay to say hey kudos to you like i i give you props i i don't want to turn this into a whole another main dish but i think that that is so important it's so important yo to really just be able to tell a person to congratulate a person it honestly it boosts your stock when you're able to celebrate somebody else and you're able to do that from a stand a place of i just genuinely want you to win and you don't have to have these big you don't got to get like the nobel peace prize in order for me to recognize the good in you you don't have to be you know a syndicated podcast a show or making thousands of dollars or millions of dollars off of producing a show in order for me to see what you're doing and say, you know what? I respect that. I like that. 
I have maybe I have some critiques about that. Maybe I would do it differently. But what I do is I respect what you're doing and I give you that. That takes a that's a only solid people do that. Only real people do that. So if you're a person that's looking to be a real person and not just real because you get likes on Facebook, not just real because you got followers, not just real because somebody has gave you a stamp of approval and that person has a place of position. Everything comes and goes. You're just a real genuine person that knows who you are and loves who you are and really respects who you are no matter what anybody else says if i see you doing good i can say kudos to you doing good and if i feel a way about your success i can acknowledge that the way that i feel like yo this makes me feel uncomfortable maybe it makes me feel inadequate maybe it makes me feel like i need to step my game up whatever it is that doesn't take away from what you're doing so while i'm working through that i can still support what you're doing and if you're a person that can do that you're yeah you need to really work on that because that's a problem and don't be that person don't jack folks ideas and you know try to be on top of your game or, or or want support for what you're doing when you can never support nobody else don't be that person and also be someone that is you know supportive why it's just it overall just helps your life and makes you a lot better and i'm done Sorry that I overtook your toast. Oh, no, Lisa had a toast. Um, she was toasting to the people that loved her and supported her. Let's toast to them, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. So we're going to leave y'all with our good vibe. Our good vibe is start where you are, use what you have, and do what you can. Arthur Ashe, and if we could add anything to that, to bring that full circle, is to pay respect to the people. In addition to start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. Pay respect to the people who helped you become who you are and who you want to be. So, Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, that is that wraps another episode of Brunch Culture. Um that is yeah i was gonna say something else but i was i was moving back we gonna move forward <laughs> um, that wraps wraps another episode of brunch culture again we thank you guys so much for rocking with us for listening um our show has really been growing our listener base has really been growing and so if you are new to listening to brunch culture we thank you so much for this journey make sure that you hit us up and engage with us and let us know what you think we are uh definitely open to uh, feedback and we'd love to engage with you guys you can follow us on, on social media at brunch culture on on twitter at brunch culture and on instagram at brunch underscore culture um on those pages you can also find our personal uh pages as well if you want to follow us personally if you're cool with that i think you're cool with that yeah so you can follow us personally um if you guys want to hear us talk about something or you want to engage with us about a certain topic make sure you hit us up if you have any questions that you want us to answer online i'm, I'm, I'm sorry on the show make sure that you send us an email at brunch culture bc at gmail.com and as always, here at Brunch Culture, everything is up for discussion.